0: Okay, <laughs> we're here, we're live, I think it's working, I okay. think, <laughs> oh, I gotta turn we're this one off, here. I have a new software that I'm using for going live on Facebook, and I believe that it's working, so if you can hear me, just <laughs> let me know, leave a comment, and, um- oh no, where did it go, hold on. Hold on, I'm going to get this. Next week, it's gonna be perfect. I'm gonna know exactly (laughs) how to do this. So let me just dial this back in on my phone here so I can make sure that we are actually live. We're running Um, and I can see all of your comments. All right, we're on. Okay, so (laughs) thank you for your patience, everyone. This is Ask Jess. It is my weekly video podcast about all things clutter. I'm Jess Marcy. I am a professional organizer, a clutter coach, and every week I come to you with a new topic about decluttering or organizing. I believe that we never learned the skills to declutter and organize when we were children because we've never lived in a world like we live today. We've never lived in a world that's so full of stuff. So a lot of the work that I do is skill-based and that's what you learn when you are on this podcast with me every week. If you have a topic that you desperately want to hear about, please go ahead and comment right now tell me what you're you really need to know about, what you really need to learn about. Just drop it in the comments right there. (laughs) And uh, let me, you know, let me know you're here. Say hello. Give me a wave. Give me a heart. You know, whatever, whatever you want to do to say hi, say hello. And I'm just going to once again double check this is working. Okay, so today we're talking all about electronics, and electronics are really difficult to figure out. First of all, we didn't grow up with electronics, right? So this is a whole new category in our homes today. Another problem with electronics is, well, there's a couple of problems. Number one, usually when you have any bit of electronic devices, it has multiple parts. So that's two, like you have a phone and you have a charger and probably a whole bunch of accessories for your phone. Also different covers and cases and all of that stuff needs to be kept in one, one location because all like items are stored together. So that creates a very complicated storage situation. Now the other thing that's going on is that, Ooh, what happened? Hold on. I just hit a button. (laughs) Something happened. Oh, okay. Here we are. The other complication when it comes to, I'm just going to turn this one off because now this is very, you guys, you just bear with me. <laughs> um. Okay, here we are. The other complication when it comes to electronics is that they need to be charged. And this can be very difficult because you have your phone, your cord, your accessories, and then they all have to kind of come together at some point, someplace, and be charged at least once a day. So what I find in most homes is that there's plugs and cords just kind of randomly placed. Maybe they're next to your bed, which is a terrible place to charge your phone, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, In your closet, they're in the kitchen. I see a lot of electronics in kitchens. It's hard to keep everything all together, and there's just... Plugs outlets with cords hanging out of them. I also, another very common problem in our homes today is that we have cords and we don't know what they go to. So if you have a cord in your home and you don't know what it goes to, drop me a little (laughs) raise your hand emoji and let me know, say, hashtag, you know, Homeless cords in the comments. Yeah, it's a problem, right? We have a lot, <laughs> we have a lot of cords that have no, we don't know what they go to. So, the first step when you're thinking about decluttering and organizing your electronics is to pull all, pull this whole collection together. So, you want to go all over your house, you want to find all of your cords, all of your plugs. Yeah, it's him, right? I know, Lyndon, there's cords everywhere. So step one, and Lyndon, you know this because you're in my Clear the Chaos course. Step one to any category is to pull everything together. So you're gonna go through your whole entire house and you are going to find all of your plugs, all of your electronic devices, whether they work or don't work, all of the cords, any accessories that you have for all of this stuff, and bring it all together in one location. So the idea now behind this is that once you have everything in just one location, it's very easy to see if you actually have the device that the cord goes with, right? So if you have all of your devices here and all of your cords, then you'll be able to clearly see if your device and cord match up. So step one after you pull everything together is to match up what goes with what. Now if you don't have a match, it is okay to let go of the cord. So if you cannot find what this cord goes to, or if you have a ton of duplicates, you can feel free to toss that extra cord. What about your electronics that no longer work? So you bought a new phone and you still have your old phone. Maybe you have your last five phones. Drop me, (laughs) I'm actually curious. How many phones do you have in your house that you're not currently using? Go ahead in the comments and let me know if you have extra phones and if so, how many extra phones you have. I know we have two right now. I'm certain that we have two. And we're just kind of hanging on to them because we are waiting just in case one of our kids breaks a phone then we have a backup. But the rest of our electronics that don't work, we have gotten rid of. Yeah, send all of your electronics to me. <laughs> Give me all of your cords. All right, so how many phones do you have that you're not currently using? And Just put a little note in the comments and let me know. So what do we do with all of these electronics that three, Brandy has three. Yeah, so you all have lots of phones. What do we do with these electronics that no longer work? Where? What's the best thing to do? Uh, one reason that we have a hard time getting rid of our electronics is because we don't want to throw them out because we know that there's heavy metals and little bits and pieces that will pollute the environment. So what do we do with them? You can wait for a local electronics recycling day to come up in your area. Although I feel like, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like it's, we don't have as many electronics recycling days as we used to have. I feel like we used to have a lot of them, and now I see them less and less. Okay, so Lyndon says, It's important to recycle your phones to save the gorillas. The little piece of metal is mined where they live. Yes, electronics recycling is something we should definitely, definitely do. And so my solution for electronics recycling, don't throw out your phones. Uh, You can actually get money for all of your electronics that no longer work. There are buyback programs all over the place. Even if it's a broken piece of electronics, you can still you can uh, oftentimes you can still get a little bit of money for sending it back. So Amazon has a buyback program, Best Buy, any place. Basically, one good way to figure this out is where did you buy your phone or your electronics? Because usually. Any place that sells electronics also buys back electronics. So Amazon buys back electronics, Best Buy, Target, cell phone stores. There's buyback programs all over the place. If you have a lot of random electronics, so the first time that we did this as a family, we gathered up all of our kind of old iPads and even uh, digital cameras, cell phones, all that type of stuff. And I went on to Amazon and I filled out the form for the buyback. And I actually, so a lot of this didn't work. Um, I mean, a lot of the devices I had didn't work and I ended up getting over $300 back for all of our electronics. So you actually can make some money doing this. So find a buyback program. If you don't have Electronics Recycling Day coming up in your area, and again, I see them less and less now, find a place where you can buy that buys back and it's very easy. You just put in all your information. You say like the condition is, you know, excellent, like new, excellent, fair, good, totally broken and destroyed. It just gives you an estimate of how much money you're going to get back for it. You print out a shipping label, box it up, send it in. It really does not take that much effort to get rid of all of those electronics. So definitely consider an electronics buyback program. Okay, so you've gathered all of your electronics around. You've decided what has a cord, uh, what cord goes to what electronics, you're sending back all of your electronics that you no longer use or need, and then what do you do with this collection that's left? So the best thing, uh, all collections should be stored together in one location. And when it comes to electronics, the number one storage solution for all electronics devices is to create. An electronics charging station. An electronics charging station is one area in your house. It could be a shelf on a cabinet, it could be a drawer. I've seen bread boxes that have been repurposed into electronics charging stations. I've seen wine boxes that have been repurposed into electronics charging stations. I've seen shoe boxes that have been repurposed into electronics charging stations. I actually on my Pinterest board, and I will link to it in the comments after this is over, I have a Pinterest board with all different DIY ideas for electronics charging stations. But the idea behind the electronics charging station is that not only is it the home, one home for this whole collection, but it also is a spot where you can plug in everything. So in your electronics charging station, you want to have either a power strip or Or even better than that these days is to get a USB strip. So you just plug in the USB into, you know, the USB plugs into the ports. So the electronics charging station is awesome because it keeps all of your items together in one spot and you can charge them while you're storing them. So this is the way, the one best way to store electronics in your house is to create an electronics charging station. We actually, in our house, we have an island. Um, it's kind of, It's not really in our kitchen, it's next to our kitchen. And when we built the island, we put a, a cabinet underneath it specifically for electronics charging, electronics charging. <laughs> um, so it's funny because now whenever people come over, the kids, friends, our friends, everyone knows that that's where all of our outlets and plugs are. And people just go right over there and plug in their phones because, well, nobody's phones ever have any power. (laughs) So it's great because you just open up the door, plug in, and then leave your device right in there. Inside of my electronics charging station, I also have a couple of baskets for the accessories. So I have a cover for a case for my phone that I use when I go backpacking, which is very durable, but it's not my everyday case. So that gets stored in there. When the kids, they each have a phone, and whenever they get a new case, or they flip out cases, or they get a, sometimes their friends give them a new case as a gift, all, every accessory related to our electronics has a storage spot in the electronics charging station. All of our cords are stored in there. Everything is in there, so there's no question if you're looking for your phone if you're looking for your iPad There is no question where to look. It's all right in there Occasionally when we go on vacation We might take some of the cords out of there so we can bring them along and the rule is (laughs) as soon as you come home put that cord back into the electronics charging station so that's what you do with your electronics If that makes sense and if you have or are going to create an electronics charging station, give me a little yes or a little note in the comments. If it doesn't make sense, (laughs) let me know. Ask me some questions. I'm following along over here. I have two screens going. The last thing that I wanted to talk about, which is really important, is what about kids and screens? Like, how do you manage that in your household? We hear a lot of scary statistics about the effect of children and technology on their brains. And I was very curious about this. So I actually recently attended um a program that a pediatric neuroscientist <clears throat> was putting on and it was all about children and screens and i learned a lot of scary things but <laughs> because we also have to live in this world and our kids have phones and that really just is how it is um what i the thing my takeaway my number one takeaway that i really wanted to share with you is that the most important thing you can do for your kids when it comes to screens is cut them off at a certain time before they go to bed. So you want to give them at least one hour of screen free time before they fall asleep. And that's because the light from electronics disrupts our sleep hormones. So you want to cut them off at least one hour before they go to sleep, if not more. And then you want to make sure that their electronics are charging in a secure location for the entire night. So you don't want to let your kids have access, any access, to their electronics overnight. Because what happens, especially as they get older, but apparently it happens with younger kids also, is that they end up going onto social media in the middle of the night and getting wrapped up in what's going on socially And then it disrupts their sleep. Younger kids also have been known to go and play games at night. It's very hard for us to break away from this the allure of the electronics. So actually, what the expert recommended in this program was that not only do you take your electronics away from your kids, but you actually lock them up. So that is the number one piece of advice that I really, it really resonated with me. I do not want my kids going on their phones overnight. That seems like a very bad, (laughs) bad thing to happen. Um, So definitely we have now a schedule where the phones go into the electronics charging station at a certain time every night and then they get them back before they get onto the school bus. um, And that's how it works in our family. Okay, so we have a question. Randy says, I use my phone as an alarm clock so it's on my nightstand but I can see using this idea for other electronics. Yes, um, so I used to use my phone as a as a alarm clock also, and what I actually have done now is I use um, an actual <laughs> alarm clock. I've gone old school because I was finding that I would use it as an alarm clock, and that was great. I also was using like a sleep tracker app and all this other stuff. But the first thing I would do when I woke up was kind of scroll through social media. And I read something that resonated with me and sometimes it's just like what resonates with you, right? What really resonated with me was that when you wake up and the first thing that you do is you turn off your alarm on your phone, check your email, you know, pull up some social media is that you're starting your day in somebody else's life. Right. So that and that kind of made me feel like I don't want to do that anymore. So that was a good way that I was able to take the phone away from my nightstand and just use a regular alarm clock, which I happen to have in my house. So I didn't even have to buy anything. Um, But it's tricky. It's definitely tricky because it's so easy to use it. So, anyway, that's, you know, and if you do, of course, it's a judgment-free zone, but I'm glad that you're considering, Brandy, making an electronics charging station for all of the other electronics. It really is so helpful. Okay, so I think, let me just double check my notes here. Oh, okay. So, another important concept when it comes to electronics is that you want to make sure you're maintaining flow. So. If you are buying a new phone, make sure that before that phone comes in or at the same time that that phone comes in, your old phone is going out, so you always want to maintain flow. And if you're going to have a hard time getting rid of the electronics, the time to consider any items disposal is before you purchase it, because once you own it. You have to take care of its disposal. That is completely your responsibility. So if it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to let go of a piece of electronic device, some electronic device, consider that prior to purchasing it. Research how you get rid of it before you even bring it into your life. Yeah, Manny, I know, I have the same bad habits. <laughs> Brandy says, when I can't sleep, I pick up my phone in the middle of the night. It's a bad habit. Yeah, it, it I know. And you just, it's like one of those things that the more you can educate yourself about it, I think the easier it is to make some changes. But, you know, we're all on a path, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you. All right, so are there any other questions about electronics or anything unrelated I love that you guys are on here and commenting. I love that this new software I have is working, right? So I can live stream and see comments. <laughs> and it seems, it seems to be getting a little better. Um, if you are local to the Capital District of New York, which is where I'm located, I have two workshops coming up tomorrow night. I'm going to be at the... Rotterdam Branch Library doing a workshop on vision boarding, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, so that's tomorrow night at 6 p.m., is vision boarding in Rotterdam. On Saturday at 1.30, I'm going to be at the Honest Weight Food Co-op in Albany. And the workshop is called The Heart of the Matter. And it's all about helping parents or helping yourself downsize after collecting for, you know, collecting with basically helping you downsize when you have a house that has a life's worth of stuff in it. Um so if you are in a situation where you are a caregiver for a family member and you're struggling to figure out how you're going to ever downsize their house, then this would be a good workshop to come to or even if you just want to understand how you kind of deal with that more sentimental stuff, we talk about that in this workshop. Um, what to do if you're dealing with a hoarding situation with an elderly adult. uh, That would be a good workshop to come to. So those are my two upcoming workshops locally. I also wanted to mention that we are going to have a free clutter boot camp. That's going to be the last week of February. It is going to happen inside of my private Facebook group, which is called Prioritize Your Sanity. So if you're not a part of that group and you want to do the free five-day clutter bootcamp, which is going to be really fun, then go ahead and ask to join Prioritize Your Sanity, the Facebook group. Um, Okay, Lyndon says, what do we do with unusable cords? So unfortunately, I do not believe that those are recyclable. So those go into the garbage. Um, Sorry, I hate that answer. (laughs) If anybody knows any differently, I've made a lot of phone calls about this and this is what I've heard over and over again is that they even if you send them back, they still go in the trash. So, that's so you just throw them out and then keep that in mind moving forward, right? Because there's no judgment about what's already in our life, but we're going to make different or better decisions moving forward. And on that note, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this Ask Jess. Please tune in next week at 12.15. I do these every Tuesday at 12.15. And all of my video podcast episodes are uploaded to YouTube, so you can find any of the old ones there. I'm so happy you guys were with me. Brandy, Lyndon, (laughs) and whoever else is watching. I can't actually see everyone's name But thank you guys for being here. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. And go on out there and declutter your homes. (laughs) Bye, guys.